Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. to the Bitcoin Podcast, flagship show of the Bitcoin Podcast Network. This is episode 258, and I'm your first host, Marcello. I'm host number two, D. I'm host number three, Dr. Corey Petty. What's up, everybody? What did y'all do this week? Um, work. <laughs> we, all, we all work in an area that has nothing to do with crypto so like every time we get to the saturday like what y'all do this week is like nothing this is my this is what i'm what i'm here for this is my oasis for my regular life that's what it is um but you went hard yeah i'm i'm uh i'm still going hard it's a matter of like i don't know i had to take a day off while i'm here in blockchain week in new york because there's always after parties and then those lead into other things like later, later night. And then you spend the rest of the, you start off the day, like talking to a bunch of people who are in the space who are like super pumped about everything. And so you have these crazy conversations with a bunch of people about different things and you go out and drink and you get up and do it again. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty draining. Are these newer people that are excited about the space? It's both, man. I said, well, one thing like, so like, <clears throat> I'd say the overall – well, first off, before we get into this, Ken has also joined us. Ken is, Ken is, Ken is called into the show. What's up, Ken? It was Dan. Oh, it's Dan? Oh, it's Dan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we're just kidding. Dan Ooh. was called in because I didn't hear it. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, wow. wow. Oh, <laughs> hey, Dan, what's up? What's up, guys? How's it out there in beautiful Katy, Texas? It is beautiful. My house was 10 feet from being flooded like three days ago, so life is good now. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. But, Better you know. get a sham. Wow. Still, <laughs> still moving out there, though. You can't deter me away. That, my, that, my trees are happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was the craziest shit you saw, Consensus? Because oh, last I'll, year, the craziest I'll shit. I'll get to that. I want to I give the, like, the overall tone of consensus first off i didn't buy a ticket um because i'm not buying a ticket for that much money uh for for that kind of conference it's more yeah. like like the, the the tone of consensus typically if you're going to it and watching the shows is you can hear from thought leaders in the space but more on the tone of like it's very surface level and suity if you will so like people come to like try to find business deals see what the overall sentiment of the entire space is through the mouths of, I would say, like blockchain leaders, maybe, or like mm -hmm. they'll have panels of uh, people that talk about regulation and things like that. But I mean, it, if you're into the space and you're a developer, you're probably not going to learn anything new. So 
a lot of the value comes from the people that are all here and talking with those people and meeting with them and, and, and trying to see people face to face as opposed to like reading what they have to say online or talking with them over Twitter. Right. So that's kind of like, Hey, did you get a chance while you were out there to see Novogratz talk? Who? Mike Novogratz. Who? <laughs> Mike Novogratz. No, I did not. I tried to turn it into like a Mike Jones kind of thing. <laughs> I was not trying to do that. I know. <laughs> I tried though. It didn't work. Yeah. That's very Houston of you. Yeah. It's time. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I didn't have a ticket, but I did. Um, you didn't sneak in. Like the, I did kind of sneak in. Smuggle hustle, baby. I would basically just hang out in the lobby and, and see people and talk, and we'd go to like you know go grab a beer or something. But in the process of of meeting people, I would go to the fourth floor meeting rooms, and that then. What you could do that was like a lot, like a oversaw the main room. There was like a almost like a second story mm. a balcony that could oversee the main room, and you could just go up there and sit, and that no one had a problem with that. And so, as I was sitting up there watching a few of the panels, waiting on some people to, to meet meet with me, uh, it was like this incredibly strange lineup of of interviews it was first it was somebody talking about maker and um decentralized finance and kind of the, like what what that's leading into and, and how this changes the way a lot of people look at finance and the, and the finance industry in a lot of ways which is like a kind of an interesting talk in terms of like how DeFi may change a lot of that stuff and then afterwards it was uh, a guy interviewing justin's son from tron and yeah. it was it was, I, I, I think I watched this guy's soul leave his body as he tried to professionally interview Justin's son. Because first off, like at, I'm pretty sure Tron called the, the hotel, it's at the Hilton in, in Midtown, um, and said, whatever surface that Coindesk hasn't bought for advertising, I want to buy. Dang. So there's there's pictures of Justin's son on the elevators, every single elevator. There's like, urinal mats like where you stand to take a piss at the urinal there's pictures of justin's son like he's on the side of the building it's ridiculous i told you man he's good yeah but like you, if you he's watch, a piece of shit he's a piece of shit if you watch this interview the the, the the guy clearly you can tell by the by the tone of his questions or like the political correctness of his questions had his interview questions basically vetted and changed about 16 times so they could he could maybe get to say something and so it was like you know mm. if the, if the haters are right he basically asked about plagiarism he's like hey um there's a lot of people who say that you know the white paper is is heavily plagiarized what, what do you like how do you how do you address that and justin sun's answer was well the the white paper is written in many languages and then he moves on to talk about the types of dApps that are on tron <laughs> and, it's, and it's like there might it almost seems like there could be a language barrier but he understood every single one of these questions that was basically like this and, it's, and like the, at the last que the last question i think it was like well if the haters are, are right and and, 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 tr and tron fails are you going to stay in crypto and he's like tron won't fail but crypto is my life 
And it was like, it was just, the, it was the worst possible interview. And you can just see the interviewer just like basically like wanted to, to stab himself in the eyeball. And I know, that this, <laughs> I know that this is true because afterwards, as, as we're sitting up in the balcony watching this, like what, in the middle of this interview, a guy just like laughs real loud after the plagiarized question and just walks out of the room. <laughs> and uh, so like we're sitting up in the balcony and this guy, lost my it's job. over. It goes on to the next, it goes on to the next, like, I think uh, after that, like uh, Adam back talked about um, some stuff that they did from that, that, that uh, block stream. But as Adam back is talking, I see the interviewer walk past me. He goes up to the balcony from like the, the back main stage or whatever and he's walking back and he's just he's incredibly defeated and he he sees me and i I kind of start talking he he sits down next to us and he's like so how is that and i was like well i i'm impressed that you got to ask the questions but a little upset that not a single one of them was answered and he's like yeah Yeah. you literally dodged every single thing that i asked (laughs) and he just he sits there and he's he's like he's like staring into the abyss he's like He's like slumped over and he's looking and he's like, just, and he's like, I don't, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he got him a and he's like, well, my day's over. I'm going to go drink now. And he just like walks off. <laughs> That's the day I lose my job at Coindesk. Yeah. yeah. I tell Justin son to get out of my chair and stop wasting my time. You guys don't understand that. Like that, this is really good for mass adoption because we're getting to the point now where we're out of infancy, where the best, most legitimate mm-hmm. projects aren't the ones at the forefront. Mm-hmm. That is, that's a spur of adoption. He's not on the forefront. Because not what the best forefront are you talking about? Why are you the for, keep saying? The forefront of mass adoption means not everyone is going to care about the most legitimate. It's about the guy who's marketing the most, pushing the most, and convincing people the most. Well, then we need to change the definition of That's the way it's always going to be. What's the best car? Not the best built. What's the best home builder? Not the one who uses the best materials. It doesn't matter about what's being built the best. It's about getting and capturing the most people's attention. This is and that's what app, he's doing, man. This isn't no, an it, app. It, it's an industry, whether you like it or not. And the and the the, the Dudley Do Rights get their faces twisted up. They don't like interviewing. They don't like hearing about them. But it's good. It gets people interested in the space. He's he's in elevators. He's he's in urinals. He's in your head. You know his name. You know his company. It doesn't matter what they're building. It doesn't matter about their plagiarized white paper. And you guys can get upset all you want, but he's going to be rising to the top more than eighty five percent of the legitimate companies. There's nothing you can do about it. And well, that's mass adoption. That depends if uh, his his actual ecosystem works. If it doesn't, yeah, he might fail. He might fail, but he's still making an imprint. No, there, don't get me wrong. There's an imprint there. It, it's it's there. Look, guys, a- you don't just build ecosystems like you build fucking Volkswagen Jettas. Okay, we're talking about money here. We're not talking about a fucking app on your phone. We're not talking about goddamn now and later's. You don't well, just build. You don't just pump out an ecosystem and then you put some fucking neon lights on it, and all of a sudden it's mass adoption. If John Nash, that way, he, the he, fucking he, father of economy, the one that passed away three years ago, was a damn professor at MIT. Nobody knew of him, and he did shit that actually changed the world. That's what's going on here with crypto. It's not just his son's fucking hair slicked back and his dumbass tweets. Like, that's not good for fucking adoption. That is a piece of shit operation, and that shit's got to stop. 
we've already broke away from that change the world revolution narrative. Now everything is well, like it's gonna be working in the background before you know it. You never you never go away from that because it's still being built. Bitcoin and, and, okay. is still scaling. Ethereum is still scaling. There's lots of work that's still being done, and we can't let the little consensus week of complete and utter bullshit deter everything from what's actually being yeah, done. Yeah, but you have this issue that it's basically uh, when people are developers are trying to choose what they're going to build their application on. They try and build. A, they try and choose a platform and. They have to figure out which one they want to build on and what ecosystem they want to build in. And that's basically going to be an ongoing war over the next year is trying to figure out, like, where do I build my thing? What's the most, what's, what, what will get the most value? Who will get the most users? And if the users are going to something that's heavily marketed, then that's what you build on because at the end of the day, you just want your apps to succeed. And if that means you have to kind of take a few concessions and you don't really, you're not ideologically driven, you're going to choose that ecosystem. And if that's, yeah. and if something I like agree. Tron is marketing the hell out of that type of thing, and they say a bunch of bullshit, like, you know, we have. Well, then you, know, you devs need to learn an old saying that my granny taught me, and that's not everything that shines is a diamond. All right, well, maybe you yeah. just need to be told what to work on because that's some bullshit. If that's the case, that's some baby back bullshit. I'll you just throw it out all there. What? But that's the way the world works, man. You Justin's know? son realized that while every all those devs are trying to build Lamborghinis, if he just built a Hugo and released it on the road, eight eight years before the Lamborghinis built, a lot of people are going to buy those Hugos. He knows the company's shit. That's why he dodged all the questions. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And that's why I like him. He's going to put his face in an elevator. Tron being talked about on this show and in the slide. Oh, no, it's not about Tron. Tron's a piece of shit. I'll tell you. No one's no one's saying Tron is great. <laughs> I'm telling you that this is a this is a good characteristic of mass adoption when the best, most well-built isn't necessarily the most celebrated because a lot of trash is going to come in the more the GPPs come in. I think it's a good sign. And that's how people need to start looking at it. That's my two cents. Or you're muted. There yeah, I know. Someone was talking to me. I was going to make sure that he was probably agreeing with me super hard. I pr- yeah. tell him I appreciate him. It's, it's like, the thing is, it's like I think you're overestimating this idea of like most celebrated. Like the only people that think positively of Tron are people who have no fucking clue about anything. Anyone who is building is not building on Tron unless they're being paid to do so. But, and so like, I, like and, it, and anyone at this space basically was laughing at this interview and there's no, like, I don't even know why they interviewed him. He interviewed him because of all the marketing and craziness that's going on. So like, I don't like there's, there's, there's both sides of this thing. It's like, I don't think people are celebrating this thing. Like you think they are. I mean, he's had a top 10 coin for like two years and the people that you say that, the only people that are interested in Tron are people that don't know what's going on in the space. Congratulations. That's 96% of people. Yeah. Well, but China, they're definitely, they're definitely big in China. China. <laughs> China. He doesn't, he doesn't care if devs like give him props when he walks down a, a hallway. That's, that's not what he's about. I think he's very, he's very self-aware. Scrum leaders care about that. I don't think anybody. <laughs> about oh. devs giving them dab. All right, dad, what's up? What, what do you, what do you got? What do, you, what do you into this week? Wait, hold on. Well, so th- I want to know what, what side of the argument do you lean on, Dan? Do you, do you, do you think I got uh, – No, I'm going to hedge because I think any any publicity is good publicity except when it's horrible publicity and Tron goes under. So, like, 
it's good while this still is a top 10 coin. But I mean, I know you guys have seen that time lapse of the top 10 coins over the years. And there's been some just horrible projects that are yeah. unknown now, like five years ago even, that don't exist anymore. But I don't know. He's got all of China. So, I mean, if he goes down, the whole the whole continent goes down. He's got all mm. of Asia. I'll tell you what. If Tron starts, like, taking over as the cryptocurrency, I'm out of the game. I, it's not gonna, that's not I'm, happening. I'm hanging up my jacket. I'm hanging. I'm, I'm saying, hey, it's been a nice run, you guys. I've lost touch. There is a possibility. Like if, if I'm a legitimate dev and I work at a company and it goes under because of lack of marketing, funding, and insight, and I go to another company and I get laid off, I might just say, you know what? F it. I'm just going to go work for the company that's that's financially doing okay. And who knows? He might attract some legitimate devs now that he has marketing traction, and he might come out on the other side. Who knows? Who knows? Look at Kia. Kia was a piece of shit. Now it's a less piece of shit. Let's take, let's take Monero, for example, right? Uh, like Monero started in a very seedy, shady way. Right. And somehow or some way, like its development kept moving in the right direction. And now it's a really legitimate project. And it's like pushing research in terms of how, how you can do privacy coins. And now it's part of the family crypto friendly uh, community where you can have a stuffed animal. <laughs> right. What so that? if Justin Sun stops giving that? interviews and he hires someone that knows how to give interviews, who knows? He could win it room by room, day by day. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get rid of that as a possibility. Uh, it, other than the fact that it's it's operated out of China, which means that it's basically owned by the Chinese government, and I'm not. There's not much of an argument there. And that's never gonna change. Right. Mm. Well. Well, the reason I brought up Mike Novogratz in the first place, <laughs> like <Yeah. one. laughs> that's a hell of a segue. Circle back around, huh? Is because he had a very interesting speech. His outfit was terrible. So, <laughs> did you watch it? Did you watch this stuff on my? I watched a little bit of it. I read the most of it. Um, but he likened that the uh, cryptocurrency as a total is like needs to be start needs. Uh, it's a long morning. Needs it's it's like the periodic table, and he was like, "Gold is taken. Gold is gold, and that's Bitcoin. Ethereum is going to be the next element, and then something else is going to be another element, and that's the way we have to start framing our thought. And all these elements come together and form a new financial system, a new new everything. And I was like, "Wow, that actually makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. I can't believe it's the first time I've heard that analogy, but." I think it's kind of solid. I, I kind of agree with them that like when it that, comes to store of value, huh? there's a problem with that. What is the problema? The problema is how are bonds formed? If you're going to go, if you're going to run with this, this whole like. Wait, pause. Corey, we're not chemists. You're a chemist. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to explain here, right? Too like, specific. Let's take the let's, communication we're to between all of like these different elements needs what? to be really good. And right now it's really bad. Talking okay. from one network to another sucks. And that's what, that's the whole reason, like things like Cosmos and Polkadot are trying, are trying to exist is so that the different elements can talk to each other. That's why, that's, that's why Ethereum has such, so many people working on it is because every time you build something on Ethereum, you can talk to everything else on Ethereum. So like, and those in your analogy, 
of the periodic table and forming molecules, those are the bonds yeah. that hold things together. And if bonds are weak, they break apart. And so right now, every single bond, unless you're within the, a single ecosystem like Ethereum, is weak, real weak. And mm. so you can't build strong things yeah. when, you, when you don't have strong bonds. We need a valence. What's the valence electron on ether? What's the- <laughs> We're not going into that. Yeah. It's a fucking polarity. Um, I hate chemistry, by the way. I took that class so many times. It's not that I didn't. Bad. I didn't pass it until I accidentally went to class high. True story. <laughs> um, you accidentally go to class high. You remember Chad? Of course, you remember Chad. I remember Chad. He had special brownies on the kitchen counter. I thought they were regular brownies, and so you know me, I liked snacks. So Still I ate one, and then halfway on the way to campus, I was like, "Something ain't right." <laughs> something is not right and i was sitting in class high as hell and i finally understood chemistry because you know it's up there with all that fucking hieroglyphics 1s p2 shit i was like man this is just code i don't like it and then i just it just all clicked it was like a beautiful mind so thank you marijuana you helped me <laughs> learn chemistry <laughs> for the first time um okay so the bonds are weak but nobody's really focusing on the bonds except like, well, no, that's not necessarily no, true. We, we can let's look are. at the current state. We've got side chains now that are going pretty solidly. Actually, um, we have uh, Rootstock is doing what five thousand transactions per second on their side chain, and they're doing smart contracts there too, um, which I know can shake hands with Ethereum. I don't think anybody's working on it too heavily. But I know that's a case. Um, what else, bond-wise? Cosmos, Polkadot, Cosmos, Polkadot. What's Polkadot? I keep hearing it. I've seen it a few times. I never dig into it. Polkadot is a blockchain ecosystem, which was run by Gavin Wood and the Web Three Foundation. That basically is a proof-of-stake network that allows you to build blockchains and allow the Polkadot network to run its security. Has he been on our network? He's been on hashing it out. I'm going to have, I'm going to have them on hashing it out. So I've talked about Cosmos and I've talked about difference between Cosmos and Polkadot. The recent one was Zaki Mannion, um, who's on the, who's, who works with Cosmos and Tendermint, um, kind of discussed these, these differences. So if you're interested in that, we have a whole podcast on that, uh, on hashing it out. Cool. But like, yeah. Did you say that guy's name was Ozzy Mendeus? What was his name? Zaki Mendeus. Ozzy Mendeus. Oh, okay. What is that? Who's that? It's like a Uh, Greek story. Greek thing. I think it's, yeah. Dionysius Thrax. Is that his name? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking power names, baby. He was in uh, Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy Mendeus was a Watchmen, wasn't he? Wasn't he the one? uh, He was a badass at the end. The headband? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I don't remember that guy. He was the one that was trying to destroy the planet. And then Yeah, King of Kings. Yeah. That was on Watchmen? Yeah. yeah. The first one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that at all. Remember uh the guy with the slick back hair who knew the fighting? Nope. <laughs> he knew the fighting. <laughs> he knew he knew the fighting. You know, the guy that knew the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Okay, so consensus. I got more stuff. I got more stuff uh, as well as the week. So consensus is only like one conference. It's the main conference I'd say of the week, but there's just a ton of side events that are happening. Uh, that basically, it, 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 that's why Blockchain Week exists. Is that first time the first time consensus had it here? It was big, and then it, they kept having it, and so people basically took advantage of everyone going to consensus and building a side event at the same time or around it around that time. And so there's just a ton. Like it's impossible to do everything. There's so many people here, and it's exhausting. But like, mm. um, you saw Bozak, right? Yep, saw him. He what he's doing is he's basically taking selfies with people, but not taking selfies. He's just recording, holding his phone up, pretending to like wait to take the picture. <laughs> yeah, you caught it. You caught it pretty early, earlier than most. Yeah, see, what I did was because I saw it on Twitter <laughs> before, <laughs> before I saw him. And, and I appreciate uh, you wearing your uh, your burger uh, pizza shirt. Was, Thank you. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm repping podcast stuff. <laughs> you see me, you're going to see me wearing my podcast hat and the shirt. <laughs> Look at that poster behind your shoulder, Corey. Oh, yeah, it's, the, it's from uh, the Institute of Crypto. crypto what is it? So yeah, let's talk about visual mediums while we're on a podcast. No, I'm just saying it looks. Black. It's, 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 let's get into it. Flirting with blackface. I just want to let him know you should tell. You should tell him. You should tell. You should tell him that's not a good look, man. I've been looking at it this whole episode. I'm gonna take like, a picture and put this on Twitter uh, under the podcast and say like what what you just talked about. Yeah, like that's it's not a good look. Crypto anarchy is flirting with blackface. It's haunting the modern world. It sure is. They're one it. bad vandal away from having a bad that situation going on. Extra black <laughs> This is that's not a good look. I can't not look at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're curious about what we're talking about, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna take a picture and put it on Twitter so you can go check it out. Yeah. And get a laugh um, at. So okay, so consensus is one thing that I did read about consensus is a little less moon Lambo this year and a little more. Uh, yeah. Everybody swallowed their. Yeah, swallowed um, the gut check you know, that we got. You know year. why? All those suits that came last year to try and find out what to invest in and invest in on stuff lost a bunch of money and didn't come back. Yep. Uh, but there are it's still it's still there, right? It's still an mm-hmm. enterprise stock. There's still a lot of people, a lot of suits, and a lot of people who are having like oddly serious conversations. Like they're, they're doing like a like a, it looks like they're doing a business deal, but they could just be ordering a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, everywhere uh now that's over and i'd say it's it, it it's toned down quite a bit but like if you i walk through the exhibits there's drastically less amount of them i don't know if that means that like people basically just don't want to come here because like status doesn't doesn't go to consensus it's not it's not our demographic it's not who we're trying to get because one we don't have an app in the app store and we're not trying to make deals we're trying to build an app and get it, get it out the door before we start like doing a bunch of that stuff which is weird right you Why don't want to build awareness which is you guys are doing what's wrong with everybody else you guys don't want to you just want to put your heads down and build you don't want to build awareness yeah but like i don't want to attract a million users to the ecosystem if the app doesn't work right right if it's in if it's in but alpha, you want people to know about you because when you, you release that app that. no one no one's gonna know about you guys and that's when you that's when you go on a massive marketing campaign yeah why does it have to be massive? Why can't it just be slow and steady? It can be both, but like you, like when you when you're ready for people to come and use your app, you try and get it in all of the hands of the people and and, and make sure that they understand that the app exists. You know, why, why you're not going to do that when you're like three quarters of the way to finishing an app? You're like, hey, download the app. Actually, you can't. Just kidding. 
Mm-hmm. Or just let people know who you are. Like we're status. We're we we're that. gonna do this, this, and this, and this. And one of the top ICO website ICO companies in in the entire ecosystem. Hmm. Like people know who we are. Like oh, status. Y'all are doing great shit. It's like I oh, appreciate that. Does it make you feel like you got a swanger? No, it makes me feel nervous. <laughs> it's like I, we got to ship, got to ship the product. Okay. Well, that's good. Consensus is getting better. Oh, uh, Barry Silbert project. I was supposed to go to F New York. Um, let's talk about this in terms of like, kind of like the anti synergies I think are, are happening up in the space. And so, uh, I signed up for F, F New York and a lot of the F global events, you basically just like show up and hack, you know, do, mm-hmm. do the thing. And if you don't, if you don't register, it's fine. We'll bring you in. Just we're, we're trying to make it so people can come get stuff done. And then the people who ended up registering can, can potentially win. Right. And, uh, I signed up and I get a notification the day before the event that says like, all right, well, this year we're using kickback, uh, which is, which is an app that basically like uh, makes you stake for your, for your participation. You register, you stake money. And if you show up, you get your money back. And nice. if you don't show up, then that money goes into a pool, which gets distributed to all of the people who show up. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like saying it's incentivized people to show up to events that they register for as opposed to not. And you can potentially get rewarded for showing up for doing the thing you said you're going to do. That's cool and all, but like I can't go to the event because I didn't stake within a day of them sending me the announcement that I had to do this type of stuff. And so now I can't mm-hmm. participate in this, this event or help people participate in this event. And that may be a fire code issue. There's 300 people registered and then you have all the sponsors and speakers and, and whatever. But now I'm just basically sitting around New York doing the same thing that I did at consensus, talking with people outside of the event and, and working. And so I think like by doing that type of stuff, you're, you may be hindering yourself or maybe it's exactly the way they want it. I don't know. What do you think? You're talking about staking to get into an event, like using using a DAP as the registration process, and then refusing other people elsewhere. And sometimes it's like I didn't know to do this until like I, I had one day to do it, and that's not enough time. Hmm. Yeah, that's the, it. Could work. Maybe they just did it really poorly. You can't tell somebody. Maybe, tw- I mean, maybe I, I just I fell through the cracks and I got my notification late or something. But you like, just can't tell people that you, you got if you're gonna have people. It, I mean, it's, it's not like it's it was a, a lot of people who didn't get. Uh, maybe a lot of people didn't get in, but like 300 people went through the process of doing this appropriately. Oh, 300 is a good amount for something like that. Yeah. So I'm just a little butthurt that I can't go. And that's pretty much the reason why I can't. Are you just, did you tell us this whole story to tell us that you registered late? I didn't register. I did register late, but I only had like, <laughs> one day. I had one day. It's blockchain week. You got to give people some notice, man. People, well, been about that. people have been building, like have, or have come to New York specifically for this event. They get the, the, they get the instructions on how to register the day before the event during blockchain week when all of this shit is yeah. going on. that's just that's just poor planning and then and then yeah denied because like i i had to i had to i had to deal with work that day and i had to handle a bunch of shit it's not because i was out well, wait a second let's think I through it's, it's not that poor planning quite honestly maybe they cut it off for a reason they just wanted to get it to max capacity to prove something could be in one giant a b test who knows there's a lot of things that do that 
uh, hell, like fireworks in Texas in two weeks, they yep. make what three hundred percent profit because everybody knows you got two weeks to get in there, so you better get your shit together. But what this about is what one about, of those things? Yeah. What about people who just literally couldn't do it at time? Then they're asked out, they but now they have they all the information they need to prove the point that they could do it again, right? It, it, there's there's so many factors that go into. Like, I have that. plenty of people that I can go see, right? I, I understand. I know a lot of people here. I'm I'm in the community. It's not an issue for me to find something else to do. Yeah, Some I don't, don't think have that. I don't think they were worried about getting a bulk number. I think they were probably worried about hitting an objective and seeing if they could drive the demand to hit that. And now they have a now they have a numbers and a use case in a whatever the fuck they were doing. We, we can't really talk to we can't talk to what they were doing, but um, I think it's kind of neat if they're using Adapt to get people to register for it. I think it's, it's certainly Well, the first time they did this, uh, the first, I think the first time kickback was used, because um, I think Status incubated it, uh, was at the Status Hackathon last year in Prague. And it was a terrible terrible user experience it didn't work it was basically a failure and then this year um for f new york i'd say it was it works really well like the app itself and the dap itself works really well and the user experience is way better and so by dog fooding you're gonna have a bad time when you first start but i think it does make a lot of sense in terms of like making a, a, a product better by forcing people to use it, even if like the first time, first couple of times you use it, it sucks. Okay. And I think more, more companies should be doing that. Well, I think, I think you're right. You got to use the stuff until it works. I think it's kind of dumb how they did that, but there's no telling they're probably doing yeah, like think about, think about what Chella says all the time. It's like, he doesn't give a shit about stuff because it's the same story we've been hearing for the past three or four years. A bunch of things happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I said that off air. Come on, bro. Yeah, but like, but you didn't say off the record. <laughs> it ain't wrong. You gotta say off the record, right? It's still right. Yeah, it's, that's right. But here's the thing: when it comes to we've that, been, we've been talking about the same thing for years. And unless we have products that are doing things, then it's it's kind of hard to get excited yeah, about guys. That. But that's also kind of lame skis. There's sports writers that get up and talk about sports every day, and they make it exciting, and they find the new things. No, there's a lot happening. Um, it just is what it is. There's. There's a lot happening. There's a, there's a lot of people that have left the space because they've been hearing the same thing over and over. There's and over. not a lot happening in the space. I disagree. Oh, there's a lot happening, but it's, there's a lot. A lot has been happening, quote unquote, ever since we got into it. And unless you care about development, yeah, unless you care about these things, they're not a big deal. But the the fact is, the proof is in the pudding. There's side chains doing thousands of transactions per second with volume. There's the Lightning Network that has a capacity where if you wanted to take that risk, you could send a $500,000 payment through the Lightning Network and it would go. Yeah, but you, you guys are talking about hashing it out topics. The, that's the capacity, Corey. You could do that. You guys and the amount of nodes means that there's a high likelihood it would it would go through. What would you say, Cello? You guys are forgetting our audience. The things you're excited about are hashing it out topics. That is our audience. What are you talking about? No, ours, our audience is general. If you start talking about Lightning Network and side chains. It turns That's into hashing all we it out. talked about for years. People no. are excited about crypto. Dan, Dan, <laughs> yeah, you've been listening yeah. for years. What have we been talking about for years? Um, pretty much all of the hashing out topics, but uh, <laughs> under the guise of BTC Podcast Network. <laughs> That's there what I'm saying. Like, we, we generalized it, but if you start it's talking true. about like transaction numbers and no, like you're, you're going to lose people because people don't care. We, we, 
it was our job as experts to well, sum them up, bitch. We got to make it exciting for them. All right, guys, that shit is exciting. Let me make it exciting for you. Here, wait, where's my rap horn? Button? Because if it's so, if it does rap so many horn? amazing transactions so quick and everything, then it sounds like it's ready to go. If it's so revolutionary, then launch that shit. All right, here we go. Oh, wait. Oh, All right, Bitcoin, Bitcoin could do on average four transactions per second when we got into this shit. It slowly got up to seven. And now, uh, at a, on a good day, it can get up to 10. All right. That being said, a month back, Bitcoin did more transactions than it's ever done. 86% less on fees than in the height of the market in 2017. Yes. Get yes. fucking excited. Okay. Cello, hey, Dan, are your Dan, pants getting tight? Huh? Yeah. Let me ask Dan a question. Would you care if Bitcoin did one transaction but was worth a hundred thousand dollars, or ten transactions and worth what it is right now? That's a great question. I know um, it is because nobody yeah. cares about any of that crap, dude. I'm telling you, it's great for the space, but selling that to our audience, I'm telling you, it's not a good hook. And until that price yeah. narrative goes away, it's, it's bad for the space. The price narrative never goes away. Oh, well, then that's bad news. If that volatility is always there, then it's always going to distract what we want people to focus on. What's interesting is like it's not it's volatile, right? So like we could be saying yeah. at every at the top of every show we could be like, and today's price of Bitcoin is so on and so forth, and today's date is so on and so forth, and that would there's no like semblance of timeline if someone were to listen to like if they were like if they were like listen to a back show, they would have no idea when that was or if it was today or tomorrow because it's it's gone up and down so much. If Bitcoin slowly rise or, or like it was at least a lot more steady, we could do something like that. But doing it now is like worthless. Yeah. Price is interesting. I mean, That's why stablecoins exist. So. The last time I was on, officially we were talking about trillion dollar market caps and the price was 17K. Ooh, and... Geez. It, yeah, it, and then it went very dark <laughs> for, like, for like 18 months. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about trillions of dollars today. I'm going to be humble and be happy about the steady gains since 32 and just keep on climbing. Because I do care about the price as a way to help out uh, average people, everyday people accumulate some semblance of wealth that they couldn't have done uh, without buying into the yeah. idea of Bitcoin. And so I, I feel like if you guys get into it now, you'll be happily rewarded later on. And even if it goes to zero, at least you practiced something. I've learned better financial responsibility, fiscal discipline. I live a lot more within my means so that I can afford to have a savings account of Bitcoin. I, I think it's really helped my overall quality of life. While price is super important and it gets new people into things, I really like just the overall um, inclusion of what my life has become as a factor of being in this community with you guys. Yeah. That's a great way of looking at it. That's what I'm fucking talking about. And then on top of that, <laughs> the reason, Cello, why I speak to these advancements in this tech is because it gives people faith in the thing that they have their money in. They want it to advance and they want it to be better. Well, somebody's got to speak to that and celebrate it too. Oh, I love that you speak on it. I'm not saying don't speak on it. If, if you two were just like me, this show would have tanked years ago. <laughs> I love that you guys speak on that stuff. It's 
and uh, I got into I didn't get into a Twitter argument. I don't get into Twitter arguments anymore. I just do what everyone else does on Twitter: scream their opinion and check out for fifteen minutes, and come back in and scream <laughs> another opinion and check out for fifteen minutes and come back in. <laughs> but this guy was like, "There's," I think Voorhees said something like, "Adoption is always the goal." And then somebody yeah. who's well to do, he said, uh, "Oh, Dan, I think you ruined that thread." I was and, the one who started it. I got in trouble. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done it. And then a guy says, uh, what yeah. he, say? he said, uh, adoption is not a goal. Utility yeah. is a goal. He and then utility so I, is the goal and adoption is not the goal or some bullshit. Yeah. And so then I clapped back a little bit. I said, yeah. why can't adoption be the goal? Utility be an objective. And Correct. And he was like, nope. Which is that you check out, you check out 15 yeah. minutes, come back and scream your opinion. And he was like, nope, it's all about freedom. Uh, mm. I had to put my phone in the other room and go back to my date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your shitty date guy. He's like, hold on, I'm in a yeah. Twitter argument. Go, yeah. I'll, I'll check my I know. Later. It, it was in my head. Line, I had to put girl. the phone down. <laughs> Sip on that wine, girl. I gotta handle this Twitter. Yeah, I have to handle Someone's Twitter wrong debate. on the internet. I gotta handle this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and so he's like, freedom's the only thing that matters. And then I was like, well, wait a second, man. Uh, freedom, freedom means different things to different people. That's a very subjective thing to be so hard, yeah. hardcore in the paint with. And he was like, nope, freedom is binary. You're free or you're not. Live <laughs> like, free, die hard. Yeah. These don't run. And so basically I yeah. told him, look, take one freedom from one place, take the freedoms from one place and map them to the freedoms of another. And if it's not one to one, then freedom isn't binary. And then he stopped. Correct. Yeah, and, was- <laughs> and, then he was, and so it's just like, there's so much going on in this space that that's why Cello, I try to focus on the technology because it's the easiest thing to measure over time. Like price, Corey just said it. Measuring it over time is a wash sometimes. Yeah, right? it's just a wash. I'm a I'm a mass adoption guy. That that's just kind of what I focus on. Like I think about if the Wright brothers never did what they did with the airplane, there wouldn't be eight hundred thousand flight attendants right now. Like, but it's the thing kind of like the ripple. I care right more about mass adoption. And you'd what also is- be happy to know, Cello, that the Wright brothers won because their marketing was better. So. <laughs> Hats off to the marketers there. There was like another win, crew win. of flunkies like some miles away trying to build a plane too. But yeah. I think the Wright brothers' sister owned a printing press so she could get the word out faster that what her brothers were doing. It's One of the like, brothers actually the, spied on the other guys. Like he went behind like the barn and saw what they were doing and then ran back to his brother. How do you know this? I've seen a documentary on it when like, I was you, engineering you, school. But <laughs> I don't know that part that Cello just said. I didn't <laughs> One of the one of the brothers was tweeting from the dumpster, <laughs> but that's but that, I mean it kind of goes to the dumpster. Sort of, trust me, I hate the guy. I don't own any Tron, but I fear, and it is a fear that the that the most that the number one coin or the number one most mainstream coin may not be the best, and that's a real reality that you guys are, might have to swallow. Well, I'd say I t- like to that. I'd say who gives a shit? because like, I'm like. That means that people are making money off of it, sure. But in reality, the technology that I care about still exists and is useful and is building the things that need to be built. I mean, like, that's very noble. But if you're working in a video game company and you were building the most superior game, but then like a company across the street was building trash and they sold three times as much as you, 
Yeah, you're human. You have exactly. to feel we, a little we slighted. Deal, we deal with that all the time. We're, we've been a podcast network for, for four years. People build trash podcasts and get more popular than us. I don't give a shit. Oh, I give a shit. Fuck that. <laughs> Start, I'm starting to give a shit sometimes. <laughs> Every new gray hair I get is the more I give a shit about a shitty podcast. <laughs> Doing better than us. Um, yeah. I, I, sometimes I go back and forth, Cello. One thing I do know, Cello, is that I want you to make a segment, a weekly segment of Cello kicking the sandcastle and just find random projects in the space and <laughs> kick their sandcastle and let them know they're not doing it right and they need to they need to get somebody to start caring about what they're doing and just say, hey, just pick project. Golem Network. Your sandcastle's kicked. Yeah. I, I feel like someone would take a crowbar to my knee at a conference if I did that. Is he the sandcastle guy? Beat his ass up. I'd make so many enemies. Yeah. Um, we'd either, what is that? We'd get the bad publicity, Dan, if we had the weekly segment on kicking the sandcastle. I mean, you did, uh, you definitely have a publicity. I mean, yeah. good press, bad press. You'd still, you'd still get notoriety. But Dan, I'm going to call you out, man. Last time you were here, price was 17000 Where have you been in the bear market? Why haven't you been joining Ooh, us? We loved you. Oh, I, I know I called in a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know how life goes. <laughs> I'm still we, we here. Ex- yeah. Go and ahead, you can check my tweets. They have been very steadily still the same. Buy yeah. Bitcoin. Buy Litecoin. Don't talk mess about Litecoin. It's not a, it's not a te- it is a beautiful test net that you should enjoy and be appreciative that it exists. So it can crank things out on the Bitcoin network after it's been tested thoroughly. Mm. So I don't know why they can't coexist peacefully. <laughs> yeah, well, like Corey said, the valence electrons are they're they're not talking to each other in the they will outer they will shell talk to each other outer shell in- intimately. Hey, at least flexor. you're using the terminology, okay? I mean, you're not you didn't botch that too bad. Hey man, okay. my memory is not that bad. I remember some <laughs> you, of you, you referenced so. valence electrons of Rogue Relief, so that's not bad. <laughs> um, one last thing before we wrap, I want to know if you guys would buy a crypto index. Would you buy an index? So, what do you mean buy an index? Can so you, can you reference? Can you can you explain that a little better? Well, like the S and P five hundred, you buy shares of the S and P, but the S and P is an index of the top five hundred companies. Right. Yeah, I'd probably standard. do that. If it was if it was a quality index, I'd put some money into it. All right. What about you, Chad? What would you do? If it's, imagine yeah. there was an index that was like Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and that's it's an average of the prices or some crazy kooky math that, has that to gives you already. Huh? I mean, absolutely. In fact, already it does. Yeah, if, I, if I didn't have a job, I'd build one myself. It sounds cool. Coinbase has one. Uh, I think Voorhees was trying to build one. Coinbase. Uh, Coinbase. Well, they also get pretty yeah. interesting, though. Is that the the longer? It's basically a derivatives, right? It's a derivative of the real value. So then, like, you could have a, you know, there's a one. Ah, I forget the website. I sent it to Joe um, months ago, but they have indices that's like Bitcoin fifty, where it's like a predictive moving price of what Bitcoin would be fifty years from now, and you buy that. Um, th- those exist in um, that sounds fun. Traditional finance too, like traditional finance is a bunch of in- bunch of indices that cash out decades later, right? So you watch mm-hmm. them, and then um, if they hit the price that they said they were going to be at, like rich people make money. Um, 
but I, I just thought it was kind of interesting how much the, the space is maturing because now we're even having those conversations of, hey, there's some there's some top performers. They've got the mind share. They, they have the market that's mature, um, a lot more mature than the others. At least you can do some sort of, you know, uh, ordinal correlations with how mature their market is. So if that's the case, then let's throw it in an indice and then you get more money coming in an indice that just substantiates the price of those those top moving tokens. So I thought that was a neat thing. I just wanted to throw that out there. But Cello, once you hit hit that with a nobody cares, they want Tron and Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tesla and Solar Power. An entry point. That's all. Um, what do you say, Dan? If you ask Adam uh, Beck, why did you even interview Justin Sun in the first place? They got to have an answer. There was some kind of meeting of the minds to even set that up. Oh, I bet. To, I bet Justin Sun paid for the interview. <laughs> I bet that's what happened. Pretty much. They paid consensus to get him to interview him. If they paid us money to sponsor, would we take it? If, yes, you would. Hold on what? If Tron? Tron sponsored us, would we? Take as long it? as I can, as long as I can make fun of them. <laughs> yep. I think you'd be okay with that. They would not be on hashing it out. If if they would, I'd be like, and we're ironically sponsored by Tron. <laughs> if he paid us a hundred thousand dollars to change our logo to his face, would we do it? Uh, mm. that's not enough money. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say three hundred twenty-five. <laughs> three hundred twenty-five thousand and. Uh, we do it and then go dark for a month. So, like, so you, know, you know who did it right? Uh, so there's a, I think they've been coming up in the Slack quite a bit lately. They're almost my new favorite thing, and that's Coin Jazeera. Have y'all, have y'all seen this? Is yeah, that like the, the uh, satire. It, it's the onion. Was it's real the onion for crypto. Yeah. yeah. And they're mm-hmm. doing a damn good job. Like, I've actually oh, yeah. been thinking about starting to write articles for them because I, it's you funny. Actually do great but if you go it. to their website, you can go to their donate button and it's like, we're the first person to sh- sell out. So if you want to give us money, we'll definitely take it. Yeah. We don't care what you are. <laughs> I, I think they did it well. I, I'm, I'm a fan too. They, they, they wrote an article. They wrote an article that was so good. I thought it was real about Justin Oh, the Sun. Binance? Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the Binance one. Not the Binance was, one, but it was about was Justin Sun getting arrested at consensus. I was like, finally, <laughs> they got his ass. One for the good guys. <laughs> and then everybody was like, man, that is fake. That is satire. So I, like, I think we definitely need to like, do some work to get them on the show because like they are hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, people that write satirical uh, content are just generally smart as hell. Like I recently read on Reddit, like one of the writers for Futurama created a theory the Futurama theory, yeah, like no, a, those, those those dudes are smart. Yeah, an actual mathematical theory, it's just to write a comedy skit. Like that to me is that is ridiculous. Um, like I, I think my 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 headline was uh, CoinDesk spends millions on AI system to tell them that they hate Ethereum. <laughs> CoinDesk is not a fan of Ethereum, which is weird because Barry Silbert is big on Ether XRP. Way bit. He's as Bitcoin maximal as it gets, but I do yeah. know that he's a he's kind of like he likes the other ones. Um, but anyways, I guess we should wrap. Yeah, let's wrap. I got stuff to do. Yeah, I will uh, say, um, uh, Daniel, who joined us, is on the yeah. back cover of our book. I'm very, very honored nice you gave us a quote on that. Yeah, thank you. So Stan, uh, go out and buy Stan's that. Been a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have a book. Time. You guys yeah, have a book. Charlie it's on Amazon. Mentioned. It's a it's a bargain. Yeah, two years ago we interviewed Charlie Lee, creator of Litecoin. We asked him if he can describe Bitcoin, and he said it is an 
electronic currency that is not backed by government. So other nuggets like that are in this book, collection mm-hmm. of all our interviews yep. from spanning four years. And on the back cover, you got a, a quote from uh, Dan Brock, Pierce, uh, Ken Bozak, and uh, some other people, some influencers, some CEOs, musicians, futurists. It's a good book. Go buy it. Yeah. I'm biased, but I love the excerpts from the from the old round tables in the back. Yeah, yeah. we talked about some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> the time cop versus blood sport argument should go oh, down. That went on for multiple episodes. <laughs> yeah, it did. Because um, we all we all had differing opinions on that. Yeah. Go so go out and get the book. You'll enjoy it. Trust us. It's easy purchase. It's not expensive. Amazon will send it to you. Um, send us a take a selfie with it and put it on Twitter, and uh, we will like that tweet and maybe retweet it. So, uh, hashtag what was our thing? What's our hashtag? Do we have a hashtag? The Bitcoin Network. Yeah. BTC. Hashtag TBPN. Was it? Was it? Uh, was it? Uh, what was the one with? Uh, it used to be just three guys. We used to we used to say fuck somebody or like. Uh, oh fuck Thamos. Yeah, fuck Thamos. Thamos is yeah. bitch made. Thamos is bitch made. That was Thamos is bitch made, and then we were we were redirected that it is an appropriate and unprofessional thing to put into the ecosystem. So I remember somebody telling me that on Reddit, and I was like, "What? No, he is bitch made, though." Um, <laughs> hey, Corey, on episode fifty nine, you said your brother is beeved out. Does he still listen to Justin Bieber? Yeah, he's into it. How do you know that? It's in the book. In the book, oh, right? Okay. My bad. Yeah, he's definitely still beeped out. They <laughs> start pulling up random things I said episodes years ago. Yeah, <laughs> there's super a, memory. There's a few glass ceiling <laughs> phrases in there we should pull out of history before before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, that was the episode we all sung "Dirty Pop" together. That's Dirty Pop. <laughs> um, all right, let's get out of here. Let's all see. Right. If you go to the bigboypodcast.com. Click on Slack. You can join the Slack. We'd love for you to join the Slack. Daily conversations. When the price is up, it goes down. We got memes flowing now, so you come for the community and you stay for the memes. Uh, the meme. Oh, by the way, everyone that did send in memes when I asked, congrats. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll be asking for your Ether address, and we're going to send you that Ether. It was a great meme off. Hopefully, it's the first of many uh, because you guys are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, what else do we do? Uh, the medium.com, medium. The medium, medium.com slash the Bitcoin podcast blog. Uh, you'll find newsletters there by JT. Um, hashing it out. The crypto, uh, the bullpen podcast. Crypto until infinity. Dose of lots of shows coming out. Just the headers. It'll be, you'd probably listen to it by now. Uh, what else do we do? We do the things. Uh, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zatsi Beats, uh, Carla Lewis. I feel like I should give an Endgame spoiler every week until I spoil the whole movie. Yeah. Spoiler well, the movie spoils yeah, me. I'm leaving. See you later. Before you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Play. You know what, Dan? You go ahead and say it. Play the outro.